It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The skipper of our team, uh, Jared Whiteley. I suspect, Jared, there would have been a bit of FOMO today as you were uh, there last week and not there for this. It was. Uh, it would have been a nice uh, and pleasurable watch uh, if you were there supporting and calling the Australian victory today. That That was the sort of composure and dominance you like to see from this team. I feel a beaming sense of pride for them and in them, Andy. I think there was a level of catastrophizing after Delhi that got completely out of hand. Mm. And I'm so glad that they were able to, to batten down themselves, take a breath and escape it because they melted down. They melted down mentally and technically at the end of Delhi where they had played some excellent cricket and it was totally forgotten the good cricket that they'd played. They rectified that, I think, in the circumstances, the pitches that they saw, or the pitch that they saw when they got there, and then to lose the toss, and then to have the first over go in the manner that it did. I reckon the doomsayers were, were all over this, and from that moment on, Australia were absolutely compelling, and I'm, I'm wrapped that they did it in such a convincing way as I, like everybody, have spent the day running through, oh, my God, don't lose a wicket in the first <laughs> over, and then Kawaja goes, and how could it get sticky? But they were so sensible and clever in the way that they were happy to be dictated to in the first seven or eight overs while the going was really tough. And then Travis Head is, um, yeah, sometimes you just have to trust the talent that you're breeding. And, and Travis Head, they didn't trust him at the start of the tour uh, but he's just shown them that he absolutely belongs and, and can lead the way for some time to come, I think. So where was your mind going, other than just being, you know, absorbed in the moment, was your mind going uh, down the track, not not just to next week, but we know that David Warner won't be there next week, but, but did you see a potential here that perhaps Travis Head could occupy that spot for some time alongside Kawaja for the interim at the very least and... What impact that might have on David Warner, or are you are you not you're not prepared to start having those thoughts yourself just yet? No, I will say I think you can separate the two. So my view around Warner is sort of well known from the summer. I think he should have retired in Sydney, and I can see him opening in the World Test Championship, but I can't see him opening at the start of the Ashes. Um, so park that to one side. His head looked so natural at the top of the order in Delhi in that second innings when he went there. And then he's done it again today. So how do you best deploy your weaponry? Is He is a transformative figure at number five. He plays test cricket in a manner that for a while, it ma- he just made me so nervous thinking, well, this can't work in test cricket. And it does. This is thoroughly modern test cricket. And the way that he started as an opener, that's, that is Warner in his pomp when they brought him in to, to be that figure for Australia. So I can definitely see that. Mm. The question will be is when we get to England, is he actually better suited at five in England? My suggestion to that is yes at the moment. Um, But in Australian summers from next summer onwards, I could absolutely see him as the opener at the top of the order. So that's a strategic decision to be made. He he has he's just grabbed Test cricket by the throat. He sure has. The way that he plays and... I mean, he's the reason. We know that those nasty little chases all are bred around letting pressure get hold of you. 
and he he was so I thought he was so disciplined and clever at the start, and then as soon as he saw his opportunity, he just went barging right through. So yeah, I, if if he is able to have both of those tempos in his game, I can absolutely see him the rest of his career at the top of the order. Jared, let's let's um, let's play out the what's being uh, uh, thrust in front of Andy Marr on the temper text at the moment, and that is that Steve Smith is our captain and Patrick Cummins shouldn't be. Just let's, you know, and we know, you know, in the heat of the moment, the emotion takes over and we get caught up in the victory. We become prisoners of the moment. Is this a real, would this become a real discussion? Is this something that might fester away and Steve Smith might even get a feel and a taste for it? Do you think it's something that become, uh, that ca- that can become real? Might we just for a minute, mm. it from me to preach, but <laughs> might, two, two Mondays ago we wanted to burn Australian cricket down yes. and we lived in that space for far too long and let it get so far out of hand. We have just witnessed what the fibre and the character of this team is and we should feel that they represent Australia quite magnificently and we should acknowledge that I... The only other time I've seen Steve Smith in this guise was in a, a home ashes whitewash. Uh, he, his body language yesterday, as well as his decision making, so he led absolutely superbly in the role that he was handed for the week, and that he lived every moment of it after his catch. And the, uh, that's what we that's what we want from our leaders. And. Um, why would we use this moment of rare triumph and brilliance in India to then go, well, let's tear the captain down and replace him with a guy that we tore down the previous time? I, we, we, have, we are far too reactionary and emotive and inflammatory with the way we follow our national test team. And I don't think it serves us as a nation particularly flatteringly. And it certainly doesn't serve the team and its, its relationship with the public. They have had their faults in the past, which we well know, and they were held to account for. And then they have changed. And some people just won't let them be recognised for the change that they've made. If, if your heart doesn't swell with that performance and that win, then you don't understand what Australian Test cricket is in that part of the world. <laughs> That's like, true. It's just time to stop yeah. tearing down the house and go, wow, Pete, what a moment. Pete, the temper is the temper. It is a rare <clears throat> beast. So, so we, everybody who works on this radio station is aware of that and, and I'm sure would publicly acknowledge it. People are dirty on the temper text that Marnus Labuschagne hit the winning runs and didn't let Travis Head get the 50, get his half century. And there are some people who are very, very animated about this, Jared. So. Yeah. So, Andy, yes. Andy, people are people are only happy when they're miserable. Well, this is Today true. Today is not a day no. to be miserable. Today is a day to be bursting with pride. I, I'm so swept up in what they've just done. And they might have done it in Delhi, but they didn't. They couldn't see it through, but they have done it in indoor and a booby-trapped pitch. Magnificent performance. So let's go back to celebration mode and acknowledgement and, and glass half full. Honestly, this has not been a series for big scores and, and you know, the, the bat dominating the ball. What Labuschagne's actually been able to do in these three tests without getting to 50 is pretty remarkable. He's not missed out, really. Compared, if, you, if, if, if 15 is not missing out because yeah, runs yeah. have been so hard to get, he's having quite a remarkable series. I think, and this at the end will be the source of unfulfillment as to how this tour will run. 
So Kawaja has batted tremendously at the top. Head, when not gifted the opportunity or demanded the opportunity, has proffered. Labuschagne has been excellent. Smith hasn't probably yet had the innings that he dreams of. Uh, Hanscom has more than held up his end of the bargain at stages. Um, Green comes back and they sort of, that lineup sort of finally makes sense. And, and the spinners of bold, they've been terrific, mm. I think. Is We had a debutante take seven in the first test. Australia blew the first test and were thoroughly outplayed, got what they deserved. They outplayed India in the second test until their meltdown, and then they thrashed them in this test. So they, are, they have done a lot right. Uh, and this is the, you know, the, the setup of this series was that this actually was a team that was equipped to go and compete over there. And the, the pity of the start of it is, is they didn't give themselves the best chance with the way they, they picked their team and played the first time around. And then they didn't give themselves the best chance while leading. And then they converted their chance uh, when it arrived in the third test. So they'll be, uh, there's so much for them to play for in this fourth test. They're in the World Test Championship. That was one of the things they had to do. They had to punch their ticket. They've done that. That's the culmination of three years of some some pretty fine cricket. This is a team that has won a series in Pakistan. It's won a test match in Sri Lanka. It's won a test match in India. There aren't many Australian teams as the collective who have that as a boast. Gee, we'll, we'll, we'll hear about Head and we'll hear about Steve Smith's leadership well, we hear, we should hear about Andrew McDonald as well because you know there's been a lot of chatter about that um, appointment and how we don't hear a lot from him and he's understated and he's this and that and hopefully we hear from him across the weekend and and hear some pride from him. But certainly he needs to take the lion's share as well of 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 the success of this Test match. I think any fair-minded person would observe that a coach from the total despair that they would have felt at their own failings to put a team back together in invidious circumstances that were presented by an indoor and, and play in such a, a, a convincing way to run the test match from beginning to end is that if you were going to tear the coach down last week because of the, the addiction to the sweep, as you would then have to acknowledge the work that was done and not just the strategic and tactical work, but I think the, the emotional and morale work that would have gone on behind the scenes so that a team, the longer a series goes in India, traditionally, the harder that it gets. And that's both for the, the cultural immersion and the toll that the cricket takes. Well, this team's just played its best cricket off the back of bitter disappointment in the second half of the tour. So, yeah, if you were going to hold McDonald to account last week, then this comes with uh, with loaded credits as how they performed this week. Any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Uh, just, to, just to take in the immensity of what's happened. So India had lost two of their previous 45 tests at home. They'd lost two of their previous 45 <laughs> tests at home. It is incredibly rare to inflict defeat on them in those circumstances. This pitch was cooked up to bring Australia undone as you could see that from the first day, and right from the start, Australia dominated. This is a, it's a grand achievement for this generation of players. Hopefully it's something that they're able to build on at the end of the tour. And that, for all that's the nonsense that's been spoken, honestly, over the past two weeks about the character of the team, that's the character of the team. You show it when the chips are down. You show it by the way you're prepared to compete. You show it through your tenacity, through your bravery, and through your skill, and they have done all of that, and they, I, I'm full of admiration for them tonight. We can hear it 
Uh, good on you, mate. Thanks for joining uh, the post-mortem, and uh, it will continue for a little while with a uh, smile on most faces. Thanks for, um, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Terrific, lads. Good on you. It's so much better than uh, <laughs> those, those tricky little chases that haunt us for decades to come. Well, just, just quickly, on the big issue of the day, have you seen the red St Kilda shorts that they're, oh, they're wearing? Rocky. I, I was outside to take this call. I was about to go. I nearly ran inside when you said that. So that, that is going to be my next <laughs> Thank you. before Thank I you. wrangle people <laughs> off the edge, Sheeran. God, the, how, many, how many are we expecting there? 106,000 last night. How many are we expecting? More tonight. To, is that right? Oh, wow. Oh, Gee, more miss. tonight. Well, Enjoy. Yeah, Enjoy. I, I'm looking forward to it. Good on you. Jared Whiteley, uh, SEN Chief Sports Caller. It's an outstanding performance.